My next guest is a actor, a producer, and a writer. Please welcome to the podcast, Tina Jung. Hi. Hey. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks so much for, for joining me. Well, thank you for having me on. No worries. So I must say your um, your your bio on your Instagram mm-hmm. says Toronto and LA. Yes. Where are you today? Where are we talking from today? Uh. I am currently in Toronto at the moment. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, well, welcome home. Is this? Would you consider Toronto your home or yeah. LA or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toronto. Okay. Home. Perfect. So we're we're recording this on March the twenty third, and we're in the midst of this uh, coronavirus COVID nineteen pandemic. Mm-hmm. How has this impacted your life and, and your work? Um, yeah, it's, it's an uncertain time, that's for sure. Um, like everything else so far, everything has been put to a halt, a stop for Mm -hmm. now. A lot of productions have shut down. A lot of productions have been postponed. Um, you know, we all kind of had to put the brakes on and it, and it's weird because in this industry, like you, you don't stop. It's, it's a busy industry and stopping is kind of, unheard of um Mm -hmm. but you know like i I had a couple projects lined up that um is uh currently postponed at the moment and it required me to travel uh to montreal and um, okay yeah and and that could have been terrible if i were to get stuck over there or you know in in general but uh yeah and i i actually i was in la uh, in January, and I made it back just in time um, at the end of February because mm-hmm. I know uh, it, it was huge in China and, and in Asia for a bit. <coughs> yes. And, and it, it slowly started to creep into the United States. And I ended up booking something that I went to go shoot back in Toronto. So I had to shorten my date. So I was supposed to fly back originally in March. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, right. And then and then because of scheduling issues, I had to go back early. So I ended up shooting. And then by the time I finished and I wrapped, um, they were, you know, putting stop on all borders coming in and out. Um, and and I was just kind of surprised because, you know, if I missed my flight for like a week or something, then I, I definitely would have been stuck in L.A. and and things would have been more crazy. But, yeah, overall, I'm just uh home at the moment yeah now la would be the worst spot to get get stranded i'm guessing yeah i mean anywhere you know outside of home right like it it's yeah that's true especially if you don't know when you're allowed to come back home Mm -hmm. yeah now i know so you have a your lady one of your latest projects queen of the morning calm um we'll talk about this but like my notes say that that's supposed to like open in three days, right? At the Canadian Film Festival. Exactly. So what? Like, what has happened with that? Have they? Do they already have dates for the future? Are they doing this digitally? What's What's happening with all of this now? So, like everything else, everything just got canceled um, out of the okay. blue. Yeah. So we were supposed to have a Toronto premiere on this Thursday at yeah, three days from from now. Um, yeah. 
at the Canadian Film Festival. And while everything was set up and good to go, they decided they should um, postpone this festival going forward, which is, a, you know, it's understandable and, and safety is first and foremost important. So uh, it was the right decision for them to make. Um, we don't know when the dates are yet, as, you know, every day is kind of a new thing as we're discovering what's going on with the world. Uh-huh. So, so far it's postponed. I, I heard maybe sometime in May, but don't quote me on that because it could change again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if they're already talking about that the Olympics are going to be postponed it for post- a year. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, like, wow, that's huge. Mm-hmm. That is huge. Right. When, when, when you, you know that things are serious when the uh, International Olympic Committee, which is not known for being progressive, Mm. Um, cancels because of because of a uh, of this uh, pandemic. It's a global thing right now. Like everywhere is being um, affected, and it's it's a scary time to be honest. Yeah. Uh, the best thing we could do is you know support each other and be there for each other. Um, mm-hmm. But I think fear is getting to a lot of people at the same time. Um, it's it's an uncertain time. That's for sure. That's so true. How I'm sure you've you've got a lot of acquaintances, a lot of friends in in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, how are most of them taking it? What are they What are they doing? What do you do to to pass the time these days? Well, so far auditions are still happening. Uh, it's okay. it's more of um like a self tape thing that's happening right now. So. Um, okay. A lot of auditions that were scheduled were canceled and they were requesting tapes from home. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, even like I feel like most auditions are also being canceled at the same time, because even if you were to book it, they, they wouldn't know when to film. You know what I mean? Since all the yeah. have been postponed. So other than auditioning, it's more like staying creative. If, you ha- if you're working on a project, you know, you have to continue on with that. Or it's a good time to start writing something if, if you've been, you know, thinking about writing a new project or painting something. Like, we're just doing the best that we can to stay creative and to stay sane. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Sense at home. Yeah, so for me, it's I'm also in the middle of a move right now, and it's that uh, it's the timing is very shitty, <laughs> but uh, it's Ooh. just a lot. Yeah, it's just a lot to uh, to juggle all at once. But you know, you got to take it day by day, right? Yeah. So you like you're moving within the city, or you're going to LA? Is that the no, move, no, with, within the city? I couldn't imagine if I had to move countries right now. Like it, yeah. it would be yeah insane. Well, they say moving is one of the most stressful things somebody can do. And can you imagine? I mean, you're living it now, especially mm-hmm. with what's happening. Right. Like, are moving companies willing to help out? Or, or you got to bribe friends with pizza and beer? How is it? How's that working? I mean, social distancing is key. And that's what we should all be focusing right now. Um, yeah. And, you know, we were scheduled to move at the end of the week. But, I mean, I don't want to put other people in danger you know what I mean like it's safety yeah, of course number one so even if you know we were scheduled to move out I I think that we should do the right thing and kind of postpone it I talk to the landlord or something and say you know maybe we should postpone this by a couple more weeks 
because I don't want to risk anything and I don't want other people, especially moving companies to, to come and help out when they also don't feel comfortable with that as well. Right. Like the, the sure. best thing we should do right now is to stay at home and to mm-hmm. be safe and, and keep distance. So I'm sure it'll figure out <laughs> everything. Yeah. Always works out. Yes. Well, let's hope we have, um, we have uh, a summer that we can enjoy, mm-hmm. uh, with friends on patios and, uh, uh, I mean, who knows what the new normal will look like after this is done. Right. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, but listen, let's, let's talk, let's talk more about your, your career and, and what you've been up to and, and where you're from. Uh, I, I know that you were born in Korea. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. And your parents were actors. Yeah, that's also correct. <laughs> yeah. So t- tell me about that. Like what sort of work did they do? So my parents were um, actors in Korea. That's how they met uh, when Mm -hmm. they were younger. So my dad basically focused a lot on action movies. Okay. He's a huge martial artist. Um, He mastered in Kung Fu. And that's the type of movies he did. Um, Because back in the day, Korea and China had like a joint co-production thing happening uh, with the industry. So my dad did a lot of uh, kung fu films with like Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. You're um, kidding me. <laughs> no, I, I even that was my reaction too when he told me. I was like, no, that's insane. But um, yeah, that's that's sort of the movies he did. And he was also really big on theater. So he did that as well as radio plays. Like he was very involved in the industry back home. And then my mom was more into like the rom-coms and, you know, very, (laughs) very sweet uh, films. Um, So how, how did they, how did they meet? Were they, did it happen to do a film together or? No. So basically there's this kind of like the, um, how would I say it? Like the actra here, like the union, there was like a union meeting in in Korea and they just kind of had this like dinner party and they were out for drinks and um, you know to, to mingle and to network with each other sure and basically my mom my dad was at a table with his friends and then one of his friends knew my mom so mm-hmm. he called her over and then he introduced my dad to my mom and yeah. I guess just things went from there <laughs> the rest is history and the rest is history exactly <laughs> Are they, are your parents still around? Are they still in the business? No. So they, um, they acted up until they got married and, um, they had both my, I have two older sisters so they married, <coughs> yep. and then they had my sisters and then my dad took over my grandfather's business. Um, so he kind of had to give up the acting for a little bit and, mm-hmm. Uh, my mom also, when she got married, she had to give that up as well. And then they decided to immigrate to Canada um, for, you know, kind of like a better future for me and my sisters. So, sure. yeah. So once they immigrated, they just kind of gave up a little bit. Um, and then my dad, <laughs> my dad still didn't want to give up acting, if that makes sense. So sure. a little bit here. Um and then he had to fly back to Korea to, you know, help out with my grandfather's business again. So now they do not act. But yeah, up uh, until yeah, we immigrated here. They did. What did uh, what did your folks think when you told them you were going to be an actor? So this is kind of rare, but uh, as Asian parents, you know, you would assume they would be like, no, you have to go be a doctor or yeah. 
know, an accountant or a lawyer. Um, I honestly, like, I think they were the acting bugs that bit me when, when I was younger because I, I grew up watching their work and they really inspired me. So yeah. growing up, I was like, oh, okay, like, I, I also like to perform and I like to put on plays and I like to, you know, make up dances and, and then show, you know, that like our family and their friends whenever they come over and stuff. So they all kind of knew that I was already headed towards this direction. Uh-huh. Uh, so once, you know, it, it was just more of a natural transition when I was like, guys, I, I would, I want to go to theater school. They were like, yeah, of course, like, we never doubted it <laughs> so they were very supportive since day one um they mm-hmm. never told me to like look for different options or you know try out a different field or you know become a doctor or whatever they they were definitely like yeah great what schools are you thinking of and how can we help oh so, wow yeah so I was I was very lucky in, in that sense to have parents that are extremely uh, supportive and your sisters are they in the business as well or no, <laughs> um, both my sisters are very like musically talented as well as artistically oh, wow. talented as well. But they chose to go into a different path. So okay. my one of my sisters, well, actually, both of them are in um, the education field. Okay, very opposite. Of me. <laughs> They're saving the world, and you're yeah. entertaining them. Oh yeah, you know, I just you know put on a little play here and there, and they're out there doing great things. Yeah. <laughs> So you ended up going to York University. That is correct, yeah. Yeah, for, um, I guess, fine arts, Bachelor of Fine Arts, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, um, I went to theater school, and then I ended up getting into the acting conservatory over there. Okay. Now, is that, like, I've, I've never, I mean, I knew, there was a ba- I knew there was a fine arts department. I went to York University for poli-sci many years oh, ago. right. Yeah, but, um, you know, I, I've never heard York University come up in, 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 in almost anyone that I've interviewed um, mm. saying that they, they've got they went there for for theater school and stuff what was it about York University that attracted you well to be honest York University is very well known for the fine arts uh, department. yeah um, once you know you do your research you realize there's a lot of people who graduated from there and they offer excellent um, you know, programs, uh, not just for acting, but for music and dance as well. Like everything mm-hmm. related, they're, they're very advanced and very um, well-educated. Um, I was drawn to York because they, it, it seemed like they um, offered various styles of acting that I was interested in. Because um, mm-hmm. I looked into other universities and uh, it seemed like some of them are more drawn towards classical acting, like just Shakespeare oriented or, you know, okay. very limited or just theater studies. But for York, it's more like, you know, in, in your first year, you learn everything from acting to, you know, producing a play to um, working on the production side of things. And, and they really give you a taste of um, all the categories and all the all the sides of theater. And then going into second year, um, you get to choose your own stream. So you could go into the acting conservatory where they really focus on acting and movement and voice. Um, or you can go to theater studies, uh, learning how to you know, write plays and study plays and all of that. And then there's a the production side where you learn how to do costuming and lighting and, and you know, learn about stage design and all of that. And as well as um, creative ensemble, device theater, where you learn how to you know, produce your own plays and create like your own theater company. So you get a lot of like a different 
taste of everything and I and that's what really drawn me to to York because I was able to experience all of that and then from there I was like oh, okay this is what I want it, it really allows you to pick um, what you're drawn towards if that makes sense yeah yeah for sure mm-hmm. you won a bunch of awards while you were there as well performing arts award yeah <laughs> award in acting like so how how does one win does this are these things you apply for and you present how did that happen I don't know, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, it all happened when I was in the um, the acting conservatory. Um, I guess it's it's something that the professors just kind of, I don't know, see your progress throughout the year, and then and then they just give it out. I guess I really don't know. I I found out like when I was a- after um, each term, um, yeah. they just kind of present you with these awards, and th- that's how I knew, to be honest. <laughs> Okay. I don't know how that worked out. <laughs> and the the Sandra O oh Acting Award mm-hmm. was that while you were at York as well, or that was at uh, that was while I was at York. Um, okay. But I I received that through the uh, Korean Canadian Scholarship uh, Foundation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did Did you have a chance to meet Sandra O oh as well, or not then? However, I did end up meeting her. Uh, I want to say I think two or three years ago uh, okay. in LA. Um, through the ACTRA conferences that was held in Beverly Hills. Um, ah, nice. Yeah, because uh, she was, I believe, the recipient of the the Award of Excellence, um, I believe. Mm-hmm. And she was there to receive her award, and she gave this, like, amazing speech. And honestly, I was, like, shaking throughout, because Sandra O was my idol. Like, yeah. Hands- um, I've always <laughs> looked up to her. And then, you know, getting get, getting the Sandra O Award was just, you know that that was it for me um, yeah so when I saw her I was like shaking because I, I was actually starstruck and wow. I was so nervous to to go see her because you know like once you know we had the time to mingle she was just everybody just went to talk to her right so I was, sure I was like oh man like I I wish I can talk to her but she seems busy I don't want to bother her but then, you know, I was like, when am I ever going to get this chance again, right? So mm-hmm. um, I worked up the courage to to go up to her. And then I told her, like, I look up to her. She's my idol. And then I also won the Sandra o Scholarship Award through the Canadian uh, Korean Canadian Scholarship Foundation. And she just laughed. And she's like, oh, my gosh, is that what they're calling it? <laughs> and uh-huh. um, Yeah, right? Like, so humble. She's like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know. <coughs> Um, and she just gave me like the best piece of advice. And, um, basically I just, I just took that to heart and, um, that's, yeah, basically she said, um, like she took my hand, she looked at yeah. me in the eye and she was like, I am so proud of you for being here because this is the right place and the right time for you to be at right now with the whole diversity movement that's happening currently in this industry. And wow. she just told me to just keep going and to to just keep going and not give up, basically. And, man, like, I still remember that day. Like, it was yesterday, and then that's what I hold on to. That is crazy. Right? Yeah. And had she, 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 what did she win? Did she win an academy or something? What did she win recently? She won. Was it for, <laughs> she, won she won a bunch of awards, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she won everything, pretty much. Yeah, I know. Did she win for Killing Eve? Did she win something for that? Yeah, she won a ton of awards for Killing Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and was this around the same time that you met her? No. Killing Eve was, I think, last year. Yeah, it was. It seemed recent, yeah. Yeah, I want to say 
2018 that I met her. So I think yeah. ago. But it was right before Killing Eve. Okay. Or she might have been finished uh, filming it, but it wasn't yeah. out. So have have you seen, like what she said, have you seen um, more openness uh, and I, I guess a, an open attitude in allowing um, not just women, but women of different ethnicities mm-hmm. to to participate in the entertainment industry? Like are more roles coming your way that aren't quote-unquote um, stereotypical? Yeah, I mean, for sure. It, uh, big changes are coming, and I've been noticing that. Even, I want to say maybe six years ago, when I was just uh, out of theater school and um, starting out, um, definitely more roles have been coming up uh, that's not stereotypical, and it's it's pretty much, it, they're roles that anybody can play. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, they're they're all diverse. They're strong female characters that any race can play, and I like yeah. now they're able to see everybody as opposed mm-hmm. to a specific race. Because yeah. um, I feel like you know diversity and representation is is important. Period. You know I I can't stress that enough because there it, it seemed like there was a. Um, a glass ceiling, right, for for minorities and people of color in the industry, yeah. uh, as long as I can remember. Um, but lately, I feel like a crack has been made in terms of getting more representation on screen and through the media. Um, okay. And it's slowly coming around, you know, with the whole Crazy Rich Asians and mm-hmm. Mulan movie coming out and like more and more people are interested. But they've they've the thing is, they've always been interested in in our stories. It's just it's never been played out. And yeah, nobody's really invested the time or the money into creating these films in the first place. How important was that movie Crazy Rich Asians? How important was that for for you as uh, as an actor and I guess for um, for Asian actors? It was huge. I mean, like, before Crazy Rich Asians, the, the last uh, Asian, all, all Asian cast movie, I think was, what was that? Um, oh, my God, I'm blanking on it. And this is I don't remember sure. one. <laughs> Asian. Um, Joy Luck Club. Oh, of course, of course, yes. God, it's embarrassing that I couldn't remember. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's. I think it was like a gap of twenty-five years Mm -hmm. since, and it's it's incredibly important because it's just we get to celebrate our diversity on screen, and we get to share our stories to everybody there, like globally, and we've never really had the opportunity or the chance to show that between the time from Joy Luck Club till um, Crazy Rotations. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, I know you've been in uh, Man Seeking Women, the uh, uh, Jay Baruchel comedy, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few, was that, was that your first like serious yeah. role or paid role? Yeah. Um, it was my first, I guess, it was my first paid role. Yeah. Um, but it was my first professional role uh, after graduating theater school. Okay. So my first foot into the uh, the professional <laughs> world. Okay. Well, tell me what what was your first uh, your first paid role? Do you remember that one? 
I do. Um, so I was in grade 12. And okay. um, I got the chance to be in a Chapman's commercial, the ice cream commercial. Oh, um, Chapman. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a commercial. And like what made it special was that I was able to be in it with my dad. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Right. It, it was a fun day uh, on set. We, all we did was we sat around and ate ice cream for about nine, ten hours. Who can complain? Oh, it's perfect that? for a kid, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness! Right? Yeah. That is so neat. And and, and then Man Seeking Woman, that starred Jay Baruchel. That was your first sort of professional role. Yeah. Uh, role. Yeah. First. Team. Um, yeah. And and how was that? How was that experience for you? You know, just breaking into the business. It was exhilarating. I mean, you know, I I was green just out of theater school. I didn't know. Mm -hmm what was what um all i all i learned was theater stuff i like they never really taught us on camera stuff at all yeah so it was more of a process of me trying to figure out as i went along <laughs> um even with the whole audition process i didn't know like how to audition in front of a camera or a casting director you know mm -hmm. and when they told me like oh, okay like please slate your name i was like i don't know what that meant you know <laughs> and i had to ask them you like i'm sorry what was that <laughs> like, yeah so I made a lot of mistakes, um, but, you know, casting directors are fabulous. They they were very patient, and, you know, they, I learned, and they, they kept giving me opportunities to audition, so I was really Oh, great. nice. Yeah. Nice. Right? Um, and they kept calling me back, so thank you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just the first day, it was, um, I, I had the opportunity to be in a group of people because it was like yuppie couples all together having a dinner party with Jay Baruchel and and you know his um uh, the person he was like kind of on a blind date with so it was yeah. a nice ensemble cast uh, that we were filming the scene so mm -hmm. it was a nice way for me to kind of you know um play with these uh actors who were all seasoned already and you know in between takes I would ask them like oh how does this work and I had a lot of questions to ask and they were all very nice in terms of like teaching me how the whole process worked so I think I got really lucky in terms of my first um tv role that I was able to kind of learn everything as I did my job mm -hmm. makes sense yeah yeah nice um Kim's Convenience, one of my favorite shows. Oh yeah. Um, now that's, I mean, that's another show Asian with, uh, uh, I guess, predominantly Asian Asian cast. Yeah. Um, and and that's again, that's super popular. Yes. Uh, yeah. As as well, why 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 do you think that is? Do you know? Well, because we've never really had an Asian family, mm -hmm. right? On on Canadian television. <sighs> Yeah, and it's kind of like the leads. It, it's it's their it's our storyline. It's yeah, a way to show um, the audiences like the life of immigrants and you know how we live and how we have adapted to this country, and it's it's important because not only for Asian people in general, but for for all the immigrants, right? It represents that diversity. Yeah, uh, for home. So it's it's really important because it acts as a voice for everybody in Canada. How uh, how was it working with that cast? I know you were on a couple of episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, great. I mean, they're all super charming and fun to be around, and very you know, um, I I actually looked up to to Paul and Jean. Um, 
because yeah. I've I've seen them in the original play at Soul Okay. Yep. Yep. It, it was it's based on a play, uh, and I I remember watching that play in university, um, just after seeing it for the first time, I was in tears because I, it really felt like I was seeing my story up on stage for the first wow. time. And it, and it really meant something to me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they were making a TV show out of it, it was incredibly important because, you know, not only do we get to see it on stage, but now we can share it with the world and in Canada for home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> and kind of, you know, being able to share the screen with with them, it was kind of like an amazing experience because, you know, I've I've looked up to them ever since theater school and it was kind of like working with my heroes at the time, you know. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've had uh, some great opportunities to work with uh, or, or meet and work with people that you admire. Mm-hmm, exactly. I think I've been really lucky in that way. Nice. Um, so you've got this new movie that's that's completed. Mm-hmm. And we're just we're just waiting for the uh, we're just waiting for the world to calm down, to get well, to get healthy again, right. um, so that people, so that you guys can release it, people can see it mm-hmm. and experience it. So it's called Queen of the Morning Calm. Mm-hmm. Um, tell tell me about uh, tell me about this movie. Yeah, so Queen of the Morning Calm uh, it's it's an empowering mother daughter story. Uh, following Deborah, who I play. She is a young immigrant sex worker raising her daughter in uh, the most toxic and unhealthy environment as they, you know, try to escape the cycles of poverty and abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a powerful film. It was written and directed and produced by Gloria Kim. Um, she spent 12 years working on the script. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's a long process. It's it's her baby pretty much. Um and it was I believe placed in the second round of the Sundance Screen Writing Lab. Uh and it earned her uh the spotlight on Screenwriters and Telefilm Canada New Voices Award. So it it already had a lot of um interest and attraction. Yeah. Um yeah, but but that that's the film. It's a yeah. And this is your, is this your first like leading role? Leading role in a feature, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That, how, how do you, like, how did you, tell me about the process of getting that, uh, getting that opportunity. I, uh, I knew Gloria. I met her briefly on the set of Kim's because she was sh- uh, a shadow, she was shadowing a director at the okay. time. So I met her then, and then um, I I knew that this movie was coming around because in the industry people talk, and as soon as I heard about it, sure. I was like, oh my goodness, um, this is this is definitely something I, I really want to audition for. Yeah. So um, I told my agent about it, and he was like, yep, I already submitted you for it. And then I got a call um, saying Gloria wanted to see me for the role. Um, yeah. And I, I did the audition. Um, I think I had like three callbacks for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and it, it was just like tough. It was a tough uh, audition because, you know, it's not like a light comedy. It's, it's not. It's a very particular script with a lot of um, heavy materials and, and mm-hmm. material subject matter. So um, she picked all of these intense scenes and I thought, okay, like she picked these for a reason. And when I first read the script, 
it was one of those things where I, I knew I had to do it because I, I just connected with the story and I loved everything about it. And it was so raw and, and challenging and, and, you know, it, it broke my heart just reading it. I, I cried reading the script because it was so beautiful. So yeah. I, I read the script as if I was already cast so that I already had some sort of a connection there. And mm-hmm. then um, I thought, well, since this is an audition, I'm just going to go all out and, and see what happens. I'm just going to be surprised at the process of it. So I did yeah. my audition. I basically I was open to playing this character with Gloria and she was very hands-on. She was directing me and redirecting me in a couple ways. And um, I just gave it my all. And then after that, you know, I just got a callback. And then um, I wasn't supposed to go to the callback because I was supposed to fly to LA that day, but she was very accommodating. And, and she was like, okay, we'll see you before the actual audition starts. So like at eight in the morning, right before oh my call. Yeah, <laughs> I had a callback <laughs> and I was like doing these heavy scenes at like eight in the morning <laughs> and then like going to the airport all like in a mess anyways um <laughs> it, it worked out for the best and then and then that's how that's how i got cast how uh, i don't know if you had the opportunity to before to work for a uh, a female writer and, and director and, and sort of keeping in mind what sandra oh had told you mm-hmm. you know wh- when, when you had met her how was it working for for gloria it was it was amazing because you know first of all like she's she's a Korean Canadian director producer and writer and I don't think there's another Korean Canadian writer director producer here in Toronto that mm-hmm. I know of so it, to have that sense of pride as well being like okay you know like here we are sharing a Korean voice together um, yeah. That is something I really deeply connected with, and I wanted to share that with the rest of the world. Um, I think it's incredibly important to have, you know, strong female leads being represented on screen, and for you know diverse writers to write that for uh, diverse actors as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. This sounds like a really um fascinating film it, it doesn't it doesn't sound like it's for the lighthearted. hearted oh, no. but um like when when people walk away from it right um is there is there something you hope that they talk about or discuss or learn or question yeah absolutely um i i i really hope that this um this film shines a light onto the world of um violence and abuse in relationships because um, women's stories matter, and and it's a time where our voices are stronger than ever now, um, and each and every one of us are stepping up and speaking our minds. Um, it, it's kind of like our point of saying, you know, we will be heard and we will not be stopped. And you know, this film shows that as like as a survivor of of violence and abuse, you know, we are the heroes in our story. And, you know, we will continue to push through and, and help others find their self-worth and value. Because it's it's a journey of surviving and learning to heal. And I hope, you know, I hope this film gives the audience a chance to resonate with with her story. That's amazing. Um, so we're supposed to come out in three days on March the 26th. But hopefully uh, 
Canadians and people all over the world will be able to see it sometime this spring or this summer, hopefully. Fingers crossed we see it this year. Yes. If if we if we see it this year, um, that means so many great things are going on in the world. You know? My goodness, yeah. Yeah. What else what else are you working on, Tina? I what else what else is coming out that you've worked on? I wish I can share that right now. Um, Oh no. I know, I know. It's only because I signed an NDA. Um, I do have a very exciting project um, in the works, currently mm-hmm. postponed at the moment for obvious reasons. Sure. Uh, but but once it once it picks up, I I can't wait to get started on it because it's a it's a it's a new role. It's a very different type of role um, mm-hmm. that I will be playing, and I and it's in a medium that I've never done before. Ooh. So yes, I know. <laughs> okay I'm, I'm 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 guessing it's like animation or something like that <laughs> something like it's, that yeah it's the new avatar movie that you're <laughs> that you're starring in you know you 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 um you went to theater school mm-hmm. have you like since you graduated have you had a chance to do theater is that somewhere where that you want to go i've i've done theater right out of theater school um okay and it's, it's definitely something I want to go back to. Um, but I I really, really wanted to tackle the new medium of TV and film for me at the time. Um, okay. Just because it was something that I've always wanted to do. And, you know, I grew up, I grew up watching my parents, you know, act in films and, and shows and stuff like that. Um, so it was something I was really interested in. So I made the transition from, from theater to TV and film. Mm-hmm. And I'm in it now. Um I haven't done theater in in a few years, but it's definitely something um, that I want to go back to because it's it's home. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, what do your uh, what do your parents think of your career to date? Yeah, they're always proud. They're they're the proud parents. Ah, um, nice. So, yeah, whatever I do, they're they're always um, rooting for me and supporting me. They they want the best for me and they want me to be you know the best version of myself. So they're always giving me advice That's amazing and, yeah like i i don't know every time i talk about them i get really happy because <laughs> they're really the best they're really the best awesome does does your dad want you to do kung fu stuff or your mom yeah. want you to do rom-coms <laughs> yeah actually my dad is always like tina you should always be physically prepared for any role that comes your way okay and um he growing up he's always been um you know pushing me to do um a lot of sports and a lot of, you know, he, he did teach me Kung Fu, uh, growing okay. up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's like, you, you just never know what role you're going to get. So you should always be prepared. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's always urging me to take, uh, more classes. And whenever I have time to see him, he's always like, all right, like, are you ready? Cause I'm going to teach you a new move. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's awesome. Tina, thank you so much for uh, for joining me today amidst all this craziness that's happening. Of course, yeah. It, if people wanted to keep up with you and find out some of the exciting things that you're up to, um, where, where where can they go? Where can they find you? Uh, the best place would be Instagram at Tina underscore Jung and uh, also on Twitter at Tina Y Jung. Awesome. Tina, thank you so much for joining me. Best of luck. I look forward to uh, watching Queen of the Morning Calm when it's released. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, thanks so much for this. Thank you so much for having me on.